What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new and exciting episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. And boy, do we have an episode for you. The one and the only Adrena Patridge is with us today from the Hills. You might you might have heard of her. Wonderful person. Lovely. Lovely. What a delight. Uh, really grounded. Has a really calming, yeah. like, wise energy. Got some Hills tea. Oh, boy, did we. Yeah, we did. Some producer antics. We uh, dug the and... bachelor. I mean, for all the shit the bachelor producers get, they have not done that. Right. That's true. Right. What are we talking about? Well, listen up. Listen up. Uh, what's new? What's going on? I had a really just like a very cute date day with my boyfriend this weekend. We went to a museum and then we went to a dog birthday party for his roommate's I've dog. Been to one of those. It was the most wholesome experience. I could not even believe it. there was a cake made for the dog that was like dog friendly. It had like the special like peanut butter icing and whatnot. There were people and dogs there. So it was like dog friends. And it just made me think it was there was something really heartening about seeing everyone just like interact with dogs so much. And I was curious, like, what is your guys's go to doggy voice? I don't know if I'm prepared to share mine, but why? Natalie has a very distinctive one. Yeah, why she would does. you share? I just call him buddy a lot. I'm just like, hey, buddy. <laughs> bye, buddy. Hope hey, you find bye, your buddy. dad. Yeah, basically. <laughs> are you super like, <gasps> a little bit, yeah. I always want to be like, are you having a good life so far? Yeah. <laughs> he could be doing a lot worse, let me tell you. I, I'm just like, I kidnapped him from his family. That's most dogs' tales. I just want to make sure it's, his quality of life is pretty good. So I just always want to check in. Yeah. Yeah. I think dogs can tell. I'm a big believer in talking to dogs sometimes in the way you would talk to humans. Like sometimes I think you got to do the enthusiasm voice thing, but I think other times just being like, hey, it is great to start the morning just seeing your smiling face. How you doing? Like I think they can really tell. Natalie was home visiting her her father this weekend, and so I was home alone. And it's nice to just... So what are we having for dinner? I mean, me, but I like yeah. someone to talk Gives to. You see someone to talk to, especially like I live by myself and it's people are always like, oh, that's like so lonely. And I'm like, but it's not really by myself. Yeah. But I'm always like, I do this. I always ask Kiki like every time she does something, I'm like, that is so funny, my baby. <laughs> and like, everyone's like, that is so funny, my baby. I'm like, you're so funny. Like, that's how I talk to her. Or I imitate what I think her voice would be, which is like, Oh hi, my name is Keeks, and it's kind of like nasally. You know, she's like hi, Bob. No. Hi, I imagine Keeks. Kiki is like a smoker, you know, like it's like the things I've seen. Yeah, like Joey from Friends, his agent. That's that's yeah. Kiki's voice. She's like, I lived on the streets. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something about the FBI. She's like, <laughs> back in my days in Chicago. Uh, Natalie's got a very distinctive Jeff voice. Can you imitate it? No. I call dogs Bubba a lot. No. I call all pets Bubba. So I was thinking about doing a birthday party for Kiki in the fall. Because again, it's approximate. But I think she's about to turn 10. And so my friend and I were wondering if we should do one of those DNA kits and do it like almost like a gender reveal. But like in the middle of the party, open the envelope and see what she is. Sure. That'd be fun. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like a 23 and me. Yeah. Hopefully they don't find out she's like 17. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Is that how those kids work? <laughs> she just drops dead yeah. at the birthday party. <laughs> she got three days left. That's the most traumatic thing I can ever imagine. <laughs> I'm glad you have a sense of humor. 
god. We're shocked she's still here. <laughs> Uh, we have a texting office update te- from yesterday. Yes. It was quick. The hot chiropractor. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, well, I know you are excited about Audrina. Adrena, but uh, You do not play yourself by listening to this update before listening or before listening to like the full text pause composition. This episode. Pause this episode. Go, go back. Go back. Please. And listen. Listen to the we don't office have to beg. You'll be doing yourself a favor by listening to a <laughs> dynamic episode. I don't think it was episode. a beg. I think it was a, it was a firm <laughs> ask. Anyway, now that everyone's up to speed, thanks for coming back. I hope you enjoyed this episode <laughs> or that episode rather. So she had messaged the chiropractor saying, hey, bad news and good news. Bad news is I think I might need to find another chiro. But the good news is I know this cool new place. I want to take you for drinks. Setting the stage, our our caller had the hots for her new chiropractor. They've already listened. I know. If my pleas didn't get them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So she went with my advice, not Allie's. We went with the bad news first. And three hours later, he said... Haha, sad to hear you're getting a new chiropractor. Where is this new place you want to go? Boom. Bada bing. He knew it was a joke. He played along with the joke. He's Amazing. ready to go. The shot got shot and it was a bullseye. Bullseye. No, nothing but net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three. That was a three-pointer right there. We're, we, we've only had one miss. That's true. But we and knew was that for, was going to be a miss. We didn't know. We, but we really wanted it to be... Off the backboard and in. Unfortunately, it did not go her way. But pretty good track record. My new sports show, Fandemonium, on Amazon's uh, live uh, platform called App every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. My co-host, Lindsay McCormick, and I talk sports, Packers, local sports, national sports, a little mix of pop culture, not really, mostly just sports. So all you sports fans, uh, the the link in the bio, you have to have an iPhone right now to use it. Uh, eventually, we'll be dropping them on a podcast uh, feed so you can listen at your convenience. But right now, they're just live. So come interact with us. Talk some sports. It'll be a, fun, a ton of fun. Live, 6 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget that next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, instead of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Ask Nick next Wednesday, part two of the Bachelorette bio breakdowns of the men from the season, and then a special uh, full mediation episode on Thursday. All mediation couples. Adrena Patridge, everybody. Wait, that is funny. I've actually had my old dentist did that. Well, he texted me, and I was like, is this my dentist asking me on a date? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Nice teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like as he's looking in my mouth, like you're gonna. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like you've like... seen all the wrong <laughs> angles of me. <laughs> That's like what a great place to start it. I guess. Welcome, right? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. So you had a dentist ask you out once. I did. So he was very good looking, um, but I did not see him in that way. He's my dentist, and I remember leaving, and I got a random text message. And it was from him asking me. And I was like, did he go through the... He obviously went through the computer system, got my number. And then I felt so awkward. I had a boyfriend at the time. And I felt so awkward going back. I'm like, do I switch dentists? Just, like, do I keep going? Did you keep going? No, I'm laying there with my mouth open. And he's like, you know, I'm like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> so you went back. I did go back. And I was... I did feel uncomfortable a little bit. 
But then he ended up getting a girlfriend, and we were just talking about our significant others. So it kind of like you having a boyfriend at the time probably helped. Oh yeah, because you could just blame it on that. Yeah. I wonder if he got in trouble because I feel like you're definitely not supposed to go through patient records, find their cell phone number and ask you out. I don't think so. I don't think he got in trouble, though. I didn't make it a big deal or like into something. Yeah, we can now. What? <laughs> well, no what, one type of, know who. what type of doctor would you most and least like to be hit on by? A gynecologist. <laughs> That's, That's a least, guy. right? Oh, least. Yeah. What or did you say? Most. Lo- most or least. Well, like, like oh, which one um, would you like like, and which one would you mm. hate? Gyno, gyno hate. Gyno hate. That's yeah. just weird. If they're like down, they're like, oh, do you want to go out sometime? Yeah. <laughs> well, not down there. Although, I don't but... know. Or calling you. I don't know. Um, most. What would you guys think? <laughs> you seem like, like anything they say to you. It's like you seem like a really great person. All you could be thinking about is why. You know what they? Yeah, anyway. like you've just yeah. seen my pelvic floor. You don't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> How's the cervix? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's like weird. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> no, it's okay. Dentist would be up there for Dentist me. Dentist is weird. Yeah, yeah. Because you're just like your mouth's open. An eye doctor is like nice and removed. That's oh, not too intimate. Yeah. Yeah, I'd date an eye doctor. Yeah. But we would date all these people. Yeah. But just if they were our doctors. A dermatologist. Oh, I would yeah. love it if a dermatologist. Because I would also be so yes. honored if a dermatologist thought like I was attractive. Yeah, because they're, mm, they're like good they're skin. More judgy of skin. <laughs> of course. Also, oh, derms yeah. are always like derms are very like my sister didn't even want to go into derm because she's like, I can't look that pretty every day. Like they just look beautiful. They're radiant. Yeah. I'm with you girls, dermatologists. Do, do dermatologists sure. have to have good skin? Because if they like walk in. They do skin. They do facials. They have their makeup. I mean, they have their eyelash extensions. Like they're beautiful. I wouldn't go to them if they didn't have good skin. Because you don't want to go to a doctor where you're like, whoa, you're like a skin doctor, mm. but like, what's going on? <laughs> Can you help me? But then there's also know. like a, an element of not being intimidated or feeling bad about yourself if it, they're like more relatable. Yeah. You're like, okay, you also get acne. Like you're a human. Yeah. They're true. like, yeah, no, it was worse before. <laughs> Let me see them show you the before and after. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, my gyno. No, I wouldn't want to date my gyno. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, anyone who's like had to poke and prong me. Yeah. Probably not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> How do you want to start this, Adriana? Do you On want us to note. go deep dive into your life mm-hmm. and get all the juicy details, or should we talk? Should we warm up with some pop culture discussions and just keep it uh, light at first? I mean, how, how deep want... are we going to go right now? Oh, <laughs> the we... episode's oh, going, deeper. Oh. going deeper. Oh goodness! We want all your secrets. All right, let's yeah. warm up to that. <laughs> yeah. okay. See, she's open. Great. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't say no. So I don't know if you've been following the Sammy Sheen OnlyFans saga. Are you familiar with that? No. Okay. But let's I update you. Do you know what OnlyFans is? Sammy Sheen, daughter of Denise Rich- Richards and Charlie Sheen, turned 18, got an OnlyFans account. There was a lot of judgment on the internet. Initially, Charlie Sheen was not really for the idea, kind of making a statement saying, I, I can't stop her because she's 18 and doesn't live under my roof, but I hope she does this with integrity. While her mom came out and supports uh, and made a lot of parallels to how is OnlyFans that different from Playboy or other magazines, kind of you know, celebrating her own autonomy. Most recently, Denise Richards has now joined OnlyFans. Like, like solidarity. Oh, like daughter, like mother. Daughter. Yes. And then also Charlie Sheen has since said that Denise illuminated a variety of salient points that, 
in my haste, I overlooked and wow. dismissed. <laughs> what a statement. Did he bust wow. out a thesaurus for that one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he illuminated. Oh, my she God. illuminated. Wait, repeat that one more time. I know. I was like, wait, what did you just say? Illuminated a variety of salient points that, in my haste, I overlooked and dismissed. And now more than ever. That's good co-parenting right there. Yeah, he said, and he continued. Now more than ever, it's essential that Sammy have a united parental front to rely upon as she embarks on this new adventure. From this moment forward, she'll have it abundantly. Wow. You know, that's Charlie being like, I'm just going to support the shit out of her. And she'll be like, not interested in doing it anymore. Probably. Yeah. That's usually what it's happens. It's not rebellion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right. Yeah. Char- Charlie's going to go on OnlyFans too. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're looking to be entertained by other people's dating stories and often cringe-worthy moments. Check out Queen of Hearts, a new dating show that gives you a front row seat to hear all the incredible highs and cringe-worthy lows of modern dating. When I say here, that's right, we're talking about the voices. Voices only on this one. It's like, can't check out their six-pack abs. Nope. Because that's what we all do, usually. You can't base it on the physical. Are you a big six-pack ab gal, Allie? Sure. You like a six-pack? Yeah. Okay. Why not? Some people like a... A dad bod? It's unfair to dads. Why Why do we have to... That's just what it's called. Each week, the queen of our hearts, Rule Paul's drag race veteran, B will help these blind daters skip the standard cliche dating small talk like traffic sucks, the weather is great. Ugh, you're not learning anything about people like that. But sexy games, you will. Yeah. So let's see if these people find love without six-pack abs, but sexy games. Sexy games. At the end of each episode, we'll find out who is one step closer and who is headed back to the abs. Follow Queen of Hearts wherever you get your podcast, or you can listen early on Amazon Music and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. You have a, a daughter. I do. Not at the age to do an OnlyFans. No, no. she just what? turned six yeah. the yeah. other day. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's like a live stream of her playing That came out her. weird. No, but like in terms of supporting your child, I, I, I got to imagine even now, like things as parenting i haven't been a parent yet i can only imagine what it's like you have all these ideas of what it, what you're going to do as a parent and then the kid shows up and i'm sure a lot of that changes yeah. how do you balance between trying to be a supportive inspirational mom all while you know having you know certain boundaries and rules especially in a climate that's all about kind of you know we're we're very judgmental of being judgmental these days, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like parents and things like that. So how how have you managed that? And how would you, for example, in this situation, like your daughter turns 18 and she wants to do an OnlyFans, like would you struggle with that or would you try to support her? Would you start one in solidarity? Well, How hopefully would you by it? the time my daughter's 18, that doesn't exist. Yeah, there'll <laughs> be something know. else. There's going to be something else. Who knows? I don't even want to go there. Um, but I think with my daughter now, it's just teaching her those morals and values. And there, there's so much more that you can do with yourself and who you are than making money off of photos or naked, whatever. I don't know what people do on OnlyFans to each his own, but I do with Denise Richards, you know, people do have bikini shots and lingerie on Instagram and now on OnlyFans they get paid for that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's unclear. There's no, it's not all nudity and it's definitely unclear whether she plans on doing that. It might just be exclusive content. 
I mean, I've done a lot of things. She can learn from my mistakes. And I wrote about a lot of this stuff in my book as well. So one day she'll read it and I'll guide her through it. Um, But at the end of the day, it's the choices you make in your life that are going to determine your path in the future. So if you want to do that, do it. Just know what the consequences could be. And you have to kind of deal with that. Are there things that you've done in the past, whether it's on the hills or in the past that you thought, you know, I've learned to live with this because I've done it. There's nothing I can do about it. But what would be a story you would tell to your daughter about something you've done that you later realized that you regretted? God, when I was 16, 17, eight, I was coming up to L.A. all the time. Orange County's not that far. And a lot of my friends were models and actors. So I was up here and I was kind of guided and peer pressured in certain situations that I wish I had, I could say no and be strong with my no and not fall into peer pressure with, you know, topless photos or this and that, which, you know, in Europe, I mean, everybody's topless. It's not a big deal. But here, especially, I don't know, 20 years ago, it's a huge deal if your boobs are out. Um, But back then it was devastating for me when those pictures came out and I trusted the photographer and like all my friends were models and this and that. So it was normal. But then people spin it into a judgmental negative way and then it makes you feel shameful and bad about yourself in a way. But then, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's navigating your early 20s and teens is hard. And those choices you do sometimes have to live with. You learn from them, but then you can teach other people from what you've been through. Yeah. How, how did you deal with that when those when that stuff well, came out? Well, I was out? with Justin at the time. And I remember we were laying out at the beach and they came out. The photographer that was a friend, a female friend, sold them for money. And Justin was like, who cares? You look great. Like, who cares? They're boobs. Go to your, everybody has boobs. Like, stop freaking out about it. So for me, I had to put things in perspective where it was like, all right, who cares? And now it's like, even at the pool in Vegas, sometimes there's a slip or like, who cares? Yeah. That's the betrayal though of a friend yeah. doing that. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like, it, like, do you feel like as you've learned who is trustworthy and who's not like have you been able to maintain an openness and like a faith in people or have there been so many experiences of people abusing that trust that yeah you're a little bit more closed off I'm definitely more closed off I don't trust a lot of people so I have a small inner circle and I've learned over the years I'm 37 now so I've been through a lot to know the red flags of who I can trust and who not to and not just to like impulsively let someone in without knowing who they really are or their motives yeah, I think it's I think it's tougher. I don't know how it was for you, but I think we're, people are the most vulnerable when they don't have like their core group of friends, especially mm-hmm. if they're in, moving to a new city like LA or they're, you know, they're kind of trying to expand their circle and their friends and that's mm-hmm. where you can be kind of susceptible and vulnerable to being yeah. taken advantage yeah. of. Cuz you just go with the flow, which isn't always the right thing to do. Going with the flow. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been a good go with the flow person, and and in a lot of ways, I'm glad. Sometimes I wish I could go with the flow, but it has protected me. Yeah, that's good. Often, there's pros and cons. Yeah. Are there specific times coming to mind? I know. Let's yeah, hear but a lot of, lot of stuff that like Adriana talked about were not like no one's asked me to take off my top, but it's like you do he's that like, for I free. just do it. Yeah, which <laughs> I did it again on the hills. There have been plenty of times where I'm just like, nah, like I'm. It feels like that's gonna come back yeah. and yeah. you're going to regret that. So I'm good. See, but then you don't fall into peer pressure. I've never been good. a peer pressure person. That's awesome. I've been, lo- yeah, I was always very defiant with peer pressure. 
I was more like the, nah, I'm, you, you go first. Totally. Well, speaking about things coming back and potential regrets, I don't know if you've been following the story about on Southern Charm, Naomi, who came back to the show, uh, and Craig, a big plot point of the season is that they hooked up after having been broken up for a little while. Both of them had recently ended kind of newer relationship, so kind of a rebound moment, but mm -hmm. they hooked up in Vegas. And I'm curious if you think there is ever a way where hooking up with an ex can go well, because both of them described it as a very sort of one or two time thing. And it gave they're them not getting back together. Comfort. This is just like a yeah, they, they were it. in a relationship and now they're just fuck buddies. Well, it had happened. It's it's not ongoing, and it only happened. They said a one or two t situ off situation, which is like obviously that means two. Or Sounds three. like a promotable because if it's only one show, it's totally that, and it's yeah. gotten yeah. like blown up out of proportion. But it does raise interesting questions because a couple they were of reality so... TV veterans here smell. I know <laughs> it's definitely great for ratings. Yeah. <laughs> totally, and it's just they both talk about it as a an experience of closure, and so I'm curious, Wait, like one closure? last time to see maybe I can what see it could that. Be. Yeah, like how many times have you hooked up with an ex? Oh my gosh! Well, Justin, it was off and on again all the time, but we were so immature, and like when you go back, it it never works out in my experience. Like it's just kind of a waste of time, and then you get attached again and have these emotions, and you could get confused. So it's better just not to go there. Leave the door closed. If there was a gap, like hooking up with an ex, where like we hadn't seen each other for a while, and then some time passed, it never. And it, it was, I kind of remember, remember wishing I left it in the past. Yeah. Because it, it didn't age as well mm -hmm. uh, as I. And also people grow too. And, and being in other relationships, it's almost you grow as a person and then you go back to your past. And then it's like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. What were, what were we thinking? Um, I do yeah. think though, like, tell me what you think, but catching up with an ex can be a positive thing. Now don't hook up with them. But if you want, if you're, if you've been investing in yourself and you like, you want to get a, like a, a progress report. True. I, yeah, like I think you I sit know where down you're going. Them, <laughs> you've really been working on yourself and they're just like, man, you look great. And like, you know, like you just, you come and you're just like, you're not, you're not even there to date them. You're there to just catch up with them. They might be there to date you. And all they do is just tell you how great you look. And then you're just like, oh, it was great to catch up. And you never talk to them again. <laughs> that can be a nice little pep talk for you true or it's like i've also talked to like we're i'm friends with a couple of my exes who are now married and when we do see each other out you know they do they put things in perspective too or like wow you've really grown as a person or it is nice to so hear that nice like, progress thank report. you because yeah. you knew me what 15 years ago and to hear that like that's good it feels good yeah like you've been doing the work you never want to hear the you haven't changed no or <laughs> things will get better It'll pick up. Yeah, is everything okay with yeah. you? Just in a rut. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite ex? A favorite ex? No. Do you have a favorite ex? No. I feel like, I think I read somewhere on the internet that like everyone has a favorite ex. Or an ex who they feel maybe less competitive or any kind of... I think about, I mean like I had, I got together with my ex in April and it was a lovely 24 hours where we acted like a couple and then I dropped him off the airport. <laughs> Did you like, hook up? I, yeah. Well, that, okay. It was great. I was like... See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> See you in two to four years. Exactly. It's like, but like no exes, pressure. like people I've dated, I definitely don't have a favorite ex. Like there are like people I've like casually dated where if I run into them, I'm like, you know, they're cool. They're great. You know, it didn't work out with them. 
Like I have a couple like women that like for whatever reason we didn't like it it didn't like develop Progress. into anything. Yeah. And I have a soft spot, I suppose, where I was just like, you know, you're great. You know, like some guys yeah, can I be really lucky. If, it just it wasn't you know, we're not gonna be a thing. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And in my experience, it's like I always gave them another chance. Or if it didn't work out because of our schedules and our filming and this and that, we'd break up and then get back together and see if it would work again. And it was just the same thing. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Did you ever have like a, you were, you've been in LA for a while. You were part of an insanely popular show, for, especially for its time. Yeah. Like, did you have any like celebrity crush moments where you had a chance to like meet or potentially date a celebrity crush that either did or didn't go anywhere. Like a celebrity crush. Like you ran into a party and you're like, oh my God, that's. I feel like I've met Leo. I've met. Everyone's I've met Leo. Seen, I know. You've been to high. Like, you've been to high. <laughs> especially being in LA, you see everyone all the time. So it's not like. But did you have a crush on any of them and shoot your shot? No. Mm. But I did. Not that I have a crush on Anthony Hopkins, but I mean, when I yeah. worked at, he's one of the only people that I was ever starstruck over. Him and Michelle Pfeiffer are like, Ooh, I love them. So those people, I just feel like they're so respected and they're so good at what they do. But everyone else you see in LA all the time, it's just kind of like someone you're in the industry with and you see them all the time. You're just like, hey, what's up? Just because you have mutual friends. So yeah, I can't think of anyone. I haven't met anyone that I have like a crush on yet. Are you someone who shoots you, your shot if there is someone that you're interested in or yeah, are you, yeah, would or you much rather be pursued? pursued? I'd rather be pursued. I'm very traditional in that sense. But being on the hills, there were moments where I was pressured to go up to someone and like shoot the shoot. <laughs> and I was like, okay, hey, I'm Audrina whatever like you want to play pool or you want to i don't know you just like walk hey, up Audrina, and talk whatever to you want to play pool i love it it was like i had to go back in time i'm thinking of a specific moment where we went out with the girls and there were these guys at the bar and they kept looking at us and we kept looking at them but no one would make the move so i had to go up to them and like introduce myself and then ask him to come over and let's play pool. But there's a twist to it. Whoever loses has to buy a round of shots. So we actually won. So they lost and had to buy, buy us, which we were really impressed that we won, to be honest. Do you think <laughs> they let you? Yeah. Well, I don't know. No. There was a really couple that were really I competitive. I don't want to diminish your <laughs> yeah. pool skills. I'm terrible at pool. That's yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so bad that I feel like it's bad for women the way I play pool. <laughs> well, we yeah, we thought we were bad too until we won. I feel like there's a stereotype of like, oh, girls at the bar, like you know. And I'm oh, there's I some really incredible women pool players. I don't, I know it, but I feel like I am terrible. <laughs> Amanda's not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not really one to go up to someone, and I don't know. Also, I've you know having a daughter now and being a single mom, it's like it's a whole different ball game. It's so different. Are you currently single and dating? Yes. How is that? It's interesting. I'm trying to navigate this whole new experience with having a daughter and dating. And, you know, like when do you introduce them or how many date? It's hard to getting babysitters and driving to L.A. or making plans. And like a lot of guys, too, don't have experience with women with kids or they don't understand that they're a priority. And sometimes you might have to leave halfway through the date. You might have to bail last minute. Like it just happens. So... It's been interesting. How are you going about how are you going about meeting 
men. Are you on dating apps at all? No, I've never been on a dating app. Never. No. It's literally just through friends of friends and going out and just meeting people. Do you have any, because I think that's something a lot of people say both on the show and in life is just not really liking dating apps, but feeling like they have no other choices. So when you go out and meet someone and are able to turn that into a date or a potential date, what's your approach? And do you have any like strategic tips to share for people who are also trying to do that? I mean, for me, it's like, I have to get it out. Like I have a daughter. I'm divorced. Like, let's just put that out there um, because that scares a lot of guys away. It's too much for them to handle. So for me, it's kind of getting those facts out first because I don't want to waste my time either. Um, And also it's like I only go on one or two dates to really know if I like the person and if there's not a connection or red flag or anything. Like I usually like that's it. I just don't have time to waste anymore. Well, how has dating evolved for for you? I mean, obviously having a kid and, and being divorced, you you mentioned that you bring that up. So that's something you kind of just put out there. Yeah. But other than that, what are some of the things that you are looking for compared to the past? Like have you have your priorities changed in terms of when you're sitting down on a date, first or second date, and you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, who am yep. I dating? What do I want to get to know? Like what are things that you're prioritizing now that are might be different than the past? I mean, in the past, you know, my 20s, I was just, I had no responsibilities. I was wild. I was carefree. I was rebellious. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, Now I'm very responsible. It's like I need someone that is consistent, um, that has integrity, dignity, loyalty, respect, and, you know, communicates. It all comes down to communication a lot of the time, too. Like, no games. No games. No games. But I do feel like communication gets brought up so much as being an essential component of relationships. Do you have like specific examples when someone has communicated well or it's like stood out to you as, oh, this is exactly what I mean when I say I value communication and openness? Yeah, it's like just, you know, there's been some guys that I've dated where it just seemed too good to be true in the beginning. And they started sending my daughter all these toys and stuff to my house all the time. And I'm mm. like, uh, <laughs> you haven't met her, but what are you doing? <laughs> like, like I barely know you. That's a lot. But that's nice. Yeah. It was a lot all at once. And then it, it, he just agreed with everything I said. And like, it's almost like he Googled me and found, you know, I'm a Taurus. So everything was about my horoscope and like who I was. And like, he based everything on that. And I was like, okay. Like, who are you? Like, what do you like? Like, you agree with everything. Like, let's talk about something like the feelings of, you know, like, what do you think of on this subject? Like, don't agree with me. Mm-hmm. So what happened? You know, it ended. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got nothing. Which was fine. It just was way too heavy, way too fast. And I felt so pressured and locked in a corner. I'm like, I can't do this. This is too much. Like, I can't. Um, And I also don't like to rush into things. I just, from being married already and getting married because, you know, I thought it was the right thing to do, having a daughter, I just, I'm not about rushing into things. What's the point? What was your biggest takeaway? You mentioned your being married, obviously, and your your divorce was pretty public. Uh, You had to file a restraining order against him. Like, how are things now? Or do you have any communication? Like, how, it must be a challenge to try to co-parent. But, like, as someone who's had their own challenges with your ex, but you also share a daughter, how do you go about trying to 
uh, make sure your child has a relationship with their father versus protecting yourself and having just a healthy, yeah. good mental health with your relationships. What is that like? And do you have any advice for anyone listening who might be experiencing, you know, um, or something that you've experienced in the past? Yeah, we've been through a lot and a lot I can't really talk about. But at this point, as long as my daughter is happy and, you know, she sees her dad every now and then and I never you don't ever bad talk the other, you know, like that's her father. I have respect for him as her father. We don't get along at all. Um, and I think as far as co-parenting, we use an app called Talking Parents. And so there's no texting or phone calls or anything. It's good for us and for our daughter, I think, for co-parenting, I'll, you know, give her, give him the photos and it's, we keep it all about our daughter. I try to keep it all about our daughter. Strictly, it's almost like a business, you know, like, I don't want to hear your thoughts or opinions about me. Keep that to yourself. You know, this is, I'm only speaking to you about our daughter and that's it. That's it. And what's the app called? Talking Parents. Is that something you, that's like available to anyone? It is. I imagine that must be pretty helpful. It's so helpful. Yeah. It really is. And with scheduling things and all of that. So it's way easier than if you miss a text message or whatever. This has the time and when it was read and, and all of that. So it keeps things like clean and like factual and it's all there. That's great. Yeah. So that really helps helps me. So recently it was talked about how The Hills is having some sort of new reboot show. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately... Yeah, you and the original cast won't be on it. <laughs> You're not thrilled with that. We're not thrilled with it either. Yeah. It was... but what, do you, what? So like, can, do you know what's going on? Are they just like basically, is this is this like like Saved by the Pell, the new class for a bunch of like, or the 90210 new class? Those never worked out. I know. I feel like a lot of those shows, they don't really work out. We had no idea that they were doing that show, so it was a big surprise when we saw it all over Instagram. And we're like, "What is it like, coming? Is it like? Is it already been filmed or something?" I I think they're filming it right now. But with the Hills New Beginnings, we had a cast of fourteen, and we changed it from thirty minute episodes to an hour long. And for us, with fourteen, that was even hard to film because there were so many storylines and so much that it was just too much going on. So I don't. I'm really interested in seeing how this new show. Well, this new show, The New Hills, is going to be with 20 people. You know, I don't know. But also, they're all young. They're going out. They're, you know, it's probably going to be a whole different kind of TV show. Yeah. Or, or more, uh, maybe like closer to what it, it, what used, it, was. To, what it used to be. Yeah. With more people bouncing around in between relationships and yeah more to film and you know now it kind of ours ran its course and we got to the point where everybody's either having kids or married or divorced or you know there's no more storylines to really and we're all we can't just do crazy wild stuff anymore and not care about our image or what it's going to do to our families or kids because we're older now it's different so do you talk to spencer pratt ever no. You don't keep any, like his-, his I talked to Heidi. You talked to Heidi. Yeah. Uh, he's recently been like on TikTok doing a bunch of like recaps on I've the Hills. I've heard. You haven't seen any of them? <laughs> I've had a few people and actually another podcast I did, the guy started reading me stuff and he's like, so how do you feel about this? And he's, I was like, what? I have no idea. Like I do not- it's, Yeah, it seems like he's yeah. done it recently. Spencer is one of a kind yeah. and I love Heidi- 
I'm close to Heidi, um, but Spencer Spencer, and I have nothing bad to say about him. Okay. Like, I really don't care what he says. Do you, who are you close closest with from the Hills? Um, probably Brody and okay. Jason and Ashley and then Kristen. And uh, you guys still talk a lot, just keep in touch. Yeah. Any stories from the past where you guys, you know, I mean, you probably haven't shared all your stories. We have so many. Well, our podcast, we just like announced it today, but it's, it airs July 12th. So Brody, Frankie and I talk about everything and we're starting from the very beginning and watching every episode and giving the scoop. We have our old producers come on, calling us out and telling us kind of why they did this scene this way. And it's, you know, the fans call in and ask questions. Nothing's off the table. So recently, Christine Quinn went on the Call Her Daddy podcast and talked about, is it the, is he the head producer, Adam DeVillo? Oh, yeah. And she had some like not nice things to say about him. So she kind of, what did she say about him? Like there's been complaints filed against him, multiple complaints. And then he basically, he, she accused him of, of telling her to kill himself, kill herself. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you oh, have, wow. what was your experience like with, with Adam? Because My... she kind of suggested that he was pretty aggressive and manipulative. And then it sounds like Spencer, at least. Well, they had a lot of issues with him. He, like, yeah. He didn't say anything specifically, but he seemed to want to support Christine's comments uh, about Adam. But what was your experience like with My him? My experience with Adam was never that negative. He was, I mean, come on, it's a reality show. You have to instigate and manipulate. Otherwise, it's going to be boring. But the pressure and some of the things that were done in the past were very manipulative where we we did have to get our lawyers involved and like sit down and be like, listen, we get this as a TV show. We're willing to do and say whatever. But at the same time, you can't, like, it's not cool to push this or you can't do that. What was it? Uh one of the things that you guys had to push back on? Well, there was one time in Miami, we were filming there for Super Bowl, and Kristen was out, like, hanging out, partying, and she was with a guy, and she w- she didn't show up for a couple of the episodes, and so he they're trying to bribe us with a fancy designer bag, and we were like, no, we're not doing that. And Lo was like, I'll do it. So she went on camera and like started talking about Kristen and putting things out there that weren't true about her doing drugs and all that. And it was on the cover of Us. It was all over. It was so bad. So they bribed her with clothes or they bribed her. What they bribed her with isn't all that. Yeah. But they basically bribed her to make up stories about Kristen. Yeah. So that was a moment that we all were just like, okay, enough is enough. Like, wow. so we all got together with our lawyers and um, we just kind of had to put our foot down. But, you know, it's like some people are willing to do anything, just be like, oh, I don't care. I'll do it. I'll say whatever, you know. And then other people are like, well, no, because it's going to affect my who I really am in the real world. Like people believe everything on the reality TV show sometimes, even though some of it's manipulated and hyped up for the sake of ratings, um, you know, and it just gets to the point where you start getting pissed off at the producers. Did you ever have uh, something that you said or did that you look back and regret and thought, uh, that didn't represent my friend the best way or myself that you wish you would, that would you would want to clear the air on? I think there was a few things. I mean, there's a lot of different things. <laughs> and I, I clear the air a lot in my book, Choices, but 
give us a tease. A lot of it was like the blank stares, you know, the Hills was known for blank stares. And our producer came on and talked about why they loved the blank stares. <laughs> what, and describe for our audience what, what, the, what so, do you mean by a blank stare? So basically on the show, you'll be doing a scene with someone and you're filming for like sometimes three hours sure. straight doing a lunch, you know, a lunch. And then they edit and chop it up. And sometimes in editing, instead of showing your full sentence, they'll just show you giving a weird look when she says something else. And it makes it just amplifies that scene sure. and makes it better. But there's all and then they'll show like the blank stares like we'll just be staring at each other at the end of the lunch, staring at each other. And it's like So you would do what? like five minutes of B-roll staring. <laughs> That they would use to edit in? I think it's that was just from like watching each other talk, you know, and then they take that and it's like, boom, boom, ooh, the drama, <laughs> you know. But I don't know, from an entertainment standpoint, I get it. It's funny. And in the moment when you're young and going through it, it's like, oh, I can't believe they did this or why did they do that? You're making me look dumb. But then you get through it and you're like, wow, that was actually a great scene. Yeah, it's it's tough to try to manage that in the moment, but it sounds like yeah. you got through it for the most part unscathed. We got through it. There was a lot of ups and downs with the producers where we'd have to call our publicists or lawyers and be like, they're not letting me leave, you know, because they really would want me. In particular, there was this one scene Kristen and I had to do. We had a fight over Justin. And I was like, I'm I have a boyfriend. I don't want to keep fighting over Justin. I don't want to keep acting like I'm, I care. Like him and Kristen have their thing for the show. Let them do their thing. But for that scene, we needed to get into it about him. So I kept refusing and I wanted to leave and they blocked my car in. And I was like, get me out of here. I don't want to do it. Um, and so I talked to Kristen and we we're like, let's just do it because she wanted to leave too. We're like, okay, let's just do it and get out of here. So we did it. And then we left. How many how many moments are on the hills that are a result of two people like just being worn out and just saying, let's just do it and get it over with? Towards the end, there is a, quite a few where there's a lot of pressure and it's just like, okay, I'll just do it. This is where maybe we needed you to be like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like we were always just like, come on, it's make the, it'll make a good scene. Like just do it. It's for the show. Like you want good ratings or so you end up just doing it and then you deal with the aftermath. It kind of just, I mean, it depends. I'm sure like, you know, being on, on The Bachelor, there's definitely stuff that you're just like, whatever, I don't care. I don't, yeah. It's not a big deal. But it was always, I would only agree to stuff like that if it didn't like hurt anyone, especially myself. But mm -hmm. it was ultimately just like, yeah, sure. Like, whatever. Like, it's not affecting me. But it sounds yeah. like in these some of these cases, like, I can't imagine having a significant other in the real world. Like, you had a boyfriend at the time. It was the hardest. And then having to... Like, how did you? How did your boyfriend deal with it at the time? He didn't watch the show. It's <laughs> like, please don't watch it. That's that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, and I would tell him everything, but he also is in the industry, so he kind of understood the entertainment value and TV aspect to it. And I would literally show up to film, do my scene, and leave right after. So there was no funny business or anything that was untrusty, untrustworthy. Man. But it did. It made it hard, like when you're trying to have a relationship off camera, but they won't come on camera, but you don't really want them to because you don't want to get them in the mix of the TV drama because it does change your whole relationship with people being in front of a camera, I think. Yeah. And when you started on the show, you were kind of, you got scouted. 
Mm-hmm. And some of them were already friends. So like you were kind of the outsider at first. Whitney and I were the first L.A. friends. So Lauren and Heidi were already friends from FITM and okay. they Laguna Beach. And then they went to FITM in San FITM, Fran. That's the, the, the fashion school. Right? Yeah. FITM yeah. is the fashion. Yeah. yeah. So they were moving to L.A. and Lauren was getting her spinoff show for the Hills. And Adam was scouting where I lived and that's how I got brought onto the show. He, I met him at the pool, and two weeks later we started filming. And I was one of their first LA friends because I already had a job at Coyote Smashbox Studios, and I had my go-to's like Thursday nights, Monday nights, where to go, and all my friends in LA. So I kind of, we all just, and Whitney was from LA. So between us, we just like went out and brought him into the circle, and all became friends. Wild stuff. What do you think is one thing I always like when I get asked questions like this, whether it's critics that you have had over the years, like what do you think is something that you would like people to know about you that sometimes you feel like people misunderstand about you or it's like, you know, being in the, like being a reality TV, you know, public figure, at least me and myself and my peers, it's always like there's always a handful of things that you you see written or talked about, whether it's critics, and it just you're like that's not anything like who I am. Is is there stuff like that where you feel like yeah. you know you feel misrepresented, or what's the one thing that people might get wrong about you that's completely not who you are? I think, and again in my book choices, I talked a lot about this too because. I've always just been the one when I read things like back in the day before Instagram and all that, there was like Perez Hilton's blog. That's where you find news out. And mm. then all the the weeklies, you know, it's all the gossip stuff. Um, and there was always things put out there that weren't true about me. And I was just like, whatever, I don't care. It's like you have to have thick skin and sure. you brush it off. And it's like the people for me that I did care about, like that's who I would clear things up with or they would come to me. But everybody else, I was like, whether I clear it up or say my opinion, people are going to believe what they want to believe. So whatever. And I just bit my tongue, especially recently. I've had to bite my tongue about a lot of things with my divorce and what I was going through. And even with the show sometimes, because just felt like, why am I going to keep defending myself and trying to clear something up when it's already out there and people are going to believe what they want to believe. But I, I cleared everything up in my book. But how, how would you want like your best friend to describe you who's hooking you up with a date like how would you so uh, you're played the role of your friend they're setting you up on a date how would you want your friend to describe you like well actually i do have a couple of friends that have told they're like guy friends and they're like adrena there is so much more to you and so much more depth that people don't know that you hide from people but again i don't I just don't let people in. I think they would describe me as, I don't like, witty, quirky, fun, spontaneous, um, very caring, sometimes too much. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I just can't help it. And I'm committed. I'm a very loyal person. And I just, whoever's in my life is like family. You're, I will have your back. I will help you with whatever you need. I'll wake up at four in the morning. Like, if you're, if I love you and you're in my circle, like you're my family. It's pretty good. Do you want to talk about dance, JT dance, dance moves? Have you seen that? Have you been following that? You guys, I live in a six-year-old world. <laughs> I don't follow that. I have no idea. <laughs> Justin Timberlake has this? been recently dragged for dancing and I felt bad for him. 
Yeah, and he even issued an apology. We he have issued video. an apology. What do you right mean here? dragged for dancing? Right now, <laughs> everyone's mad at Justin Timberlake because of the Janet Jackson stuff. Mm. From Super Bowl forever ago? Yeah. yeah. It's society's fault what happened to Janet Jackson, not Justin Timberlake. I mean, just like, because like, basically everyone's just like, nothing bad happened to Justin Timberlake. His career essentially took off from that. And, and certainly Justin didn't do anything to protect Janet so I guess you could criticize him for that. But a lot of people, you know, Janet Jackson's career took a dive after that. So there's Didn't a lot of- Didn't she just have a nip slip though? It was like or a what? wardrobe yeah. malfunction. How was that? How did it take a dive from that? Society. Well, a different, different times back then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, society did not appreciate the nipple back then. And uh, yeah. so, but now it seems like, yeah, Justin's getting dragged. I don't know if it's just because of that. He, he did, what, did he cheat on Jessica? I don't know. That was a rumor. I don't know if it that was, was a rumor. But anyways, they right late, lately I've noticed that like Justin has some like spotlights on him and people are, are enjoying enjoying trying to point out mistakes he's ma making. Even his these dance moves. These dance I mean, moves. they're not the strongest dance moves, but it's like Oh, he's he was he was going to absolutely flamed. <laughs> Like just people, there's all yeah. these videos of the people like mocking his dances oh, no. to the point where like he basically he basically got shamed doing an apology. Do it like you know he shamed us one time, Justin, us in the hills. So we were at I think it was the VMAs and we we were presenting an award and he won, and I I like Justin Timberlake but I never loved his music. I was more of the rocker like indie whatever so the pop stuff was never my jam but lauren and whitney like were obsessed and so when he came up on stage to get the award he didn't say thank you he grabbed the trophy or whatever and he like started saying on mtv or on the cameras to mtv like bring back i don't you could probably google this but it's like bring back um music videos like mtv like no more reality shows and started going on a rant and we were standing there like oh my gosh, we feel so stupid. Uh, and we ran off stage. He went the other way and we were just kind of like, what? Lauren was just dumbfounded. Like, I can't believe that just happened. Oh my gosh. He, he was on stage with you? Yes. But and he we said were this? standing there next to him as he was saying that because we presented him the award. Do you think he had any idea or was he just aloof? He had to have. I mean, it was like we were introduced as reality star The Hills girls blah 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 like we were presenting maybe justin then... deserves this that's kind of a mean maybe thing to do karma? i couldn't i couldn't imagine mocking the people i was who presented yes. an award i mean i love that you're giving him the benefit of the doubt maybe he didn't know who we were but i don't know i was still like i, okay. I don't i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe he was yeah i don't know it was just very humiliating do we have the video there's a quote of one of the things he said was, play more damn videos. I want to challenge MTV to play more videos. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. So it's, but it sounds it like reality. maybe he felt the music wasn't as present in MTV. Well, and that's also when we were like, you know, that's the the Hills was huge. Like we were on the cover of Rolling Stones and like it was everywhere. Like we were famous overnight. Like it happened so fast. But we, you know, being fans of these amazing artists, as you get to know them and you have these encounters being in the industry, it's like you start looking at people differently. I think Justin Timberlake might have been kind of a jackass in his earlier days. There's probably a little bit of arrogance, I'm sure. And yeah. I don't know. Do you think people get a pass 
if for being a jackass in their like early 20s? I sure. I think no, I don't think celebrities. I think everyone gets a little bit of a pa- yeah. Yeah. People change. You go through life and like learn from a lot of right? Yeah. We like let's not let's not cancel just even the ability to like say I'm sorry. I I and growth, but yeah, I think we all have been probably have right. I'm sure you've have moments where you've looked back and go, I was probably feeling myself a little too much in that moment, and I might have been rude or inconsiderate. Maybe not on purpose. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, it's not like I have no idea what Justin Timberlake was thinking in that moment, but what he was probably not thinking about is anyone else, yeah, but himself, just himself, mm-hmm. right? Music, and I think yeah. as a result, that can cause collateral damage and just being inconsiderate, mm-hmm. you know. And I think as you get older, you can be more mindful of that. Yeah. You know, you hear p- people's stories and mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm I'm more than willing to give people a pass on how they like God like do any of us want to be like I don't want to be judged for me yeah, in my twenties. Locked in for like everything we did in our twenties. <laughs> no. And like as we get older, be like, no, that's who you are. No that's way. That's just like no no self growth or personal development, you know? And that's how you have self-growth is going through these crazy moments where you're like, wow, I just learned a huge lesson from that. Right. You know, like that those humbling moments where yeah. you realize uh, it just it seems like Justin's going through it now for what he did 10 or 15 years ago. And because like the Internet has realized this this man was never <laughs> held accountable for some of these like petulant things he did. Yeah. And now they're just like finding things to like shit on because at first it's just like what's wrong with this but like people really do care about everything like even digging up the past like their opinions and it's crazy like they'll either have your back or they won't but everything is brought to the surface you're not getting away from anything so be prepared i'm curious if there is a cast member who you feel like was the most misportrayed on the show like someone who's image on the show really differed from the way you knew them. Not really, because we all were ourselves, but then sometimes we all amped it up or we had to like improvise, you know, improv act. There is, I don't know if you're aware, there is an entire Reddit thread about your style on the show uh, in comparison to your other castmates. Oh, God. And everyone was very pro. Is this good or bad? (laughs) Yeah, someone says Reddit and I get anxiety. No, everyone was very pro your style. I pulled some quotes for you. Wait, that's Uh, awesome. Someone said, I agree. Audrina's clothes on the OG Hills are super cute. Many outfits could still be worn today. I would describe her style as classic and practical with a rough punk edge. Someone else said, Audrina's style has really aged well and seems timeless. Yeah, so I, I didn't know still if you can't had any, dress similar. <laughs> like fashion advice, how do you have a timeless fashion taste? I just, you know, I buy a lot of solid colors because you could rewear them and you could dress like even this long dress, I could put a hoodie over it and tie it and it's mm-hmm. like a dress. I just like to dress classic, like sleek and sexy, but with that edge. Like mm-hmm. it has to have a little bit of an edge. People also were joking around about you p- potentially becoming a real housewife. No. And so I was one, I, if you could join one other like, that was current a, that was show. That was a fast no. Yeah. If you could join one other show currently on air, what would it be? I don't watch TV. I know this is terrible. I literally watch whatever my daughter She's watches. She's like, The Wiggles. <laughs> the Wiggles, no. Um, but no, no more reality TV for you. I did hosting. I was on a show on NBC for two years, a travel show, and I loved that. I've done a few movies. That was fun. But I just feel like reality is not 
reality anymore. I just feel like if you're going to do reality, you really have to be prepared to like step it up and be extra because it has to be entertaining. And I've, it's very stressful. And I feel like I did that for so long, but it would depend what kind of reality show. If it's like a super dramatic show, probably not. I've been through enough drama in my life at this point that I'm ready for peace. So Mm -hmm. if it was like, I don't know, about love or educational or kids or interior design. I don't know. There's other, so many other different kinds of reality shows that I would be up for instead of going into a show like The Hills was where it's drama based on drama. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just a blessing that they went with a new cast. Yeah, I think we were all kind of, we were uh, surprised by it, but also like, I guess I can't speak for everyone, but I was okay with it. It's like not getting invited to the party you probably didn't want to go to anyways. Exactly. Exactly. (sighs) Yeah. Yep. All right. Adriana, are you going to down to help us with the office texting hours? Yes. Texting (laughs) office hours? Did I say that backwards? My dyslexia. Same thing. We got it. All right. Let's get to our caller. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? I'm Jenna. I'm 30. Hi, Jenna. Um... I need help drafting a text to a girlfriend of mine. We were super close and then we had an instance happen and kind of weird texting back and forth. And I just like need help knowing, do I carry on or do I kind of let this die out? Okay. So we don't even know if we need to send a text because you guys have been basically fighting via text back and forth. Not fighting per se, Definitely having a hard time understanding each other, but there hasn't been fighting. It's been pretty cordial, um, like wishing each other happy birthday and stuff like that. But have you acknowledged what happened? Yeah, what happened? So back, it's almost been a year since this happened. I was supposed to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. Um, We've been friends for 10 years. Like it's, it's been a good friendship. We're super honest with each other. She's one of those friends that like calls me out for my shit and I've always respected her for that. And we had, I wouldn't even say a disagreement. We had to have an uncomfortable conversation before I was able to be in the wedding party and I, I didn't have an answer for her. And then what was the, what was the topic about? It was a hot button issue. (laughs) About a certain vaccine. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. I feel like that's really common actually nowadays with a lot of... you guys disagreed about the vax. Okay. Not necessarily disagreed. Um, I think I was caught off guard, right? That that was going to be a requirement because that hadn't something that was addressed when I was first asked to be a bridesmaid. So again, I, I wasn't against it, but I was just really caught off guard. And it made me a bit emotional because it felt like she had already made up her mind before the conversation. Like it kind of felt like she was ready to kind of cut me loose even before having that conversation. You hadn't at that point or had reservations about it and you felt Mm -hmm. like she had, so she did cut you out or how did she approach that conversation? So she told me that she wanted the entire bridal party to be vaccinated She said, she didn't really ask me to do it. She was just kind of like, so that's it. Would you have done it? Yeah. Because to me, it wasn't like a big deal. How did she know that you hadn't at that point? Well, because I had just had COVID a few weeks prior. And so she had asked me 
if I had been vaccinated. And at that point I hadn't, I was still like coming off of breastfeeding. You're probably thinking I just got it, you know, I've got some Yeah. And I just had it. So, and I don't, I'm a stay at home mom. Like I'm not making excuses. That's just my own personal. Yeah. We're not here to get into like vax debates here, but either way at the (laughs) time you weren't and your friend called you up and fired you from the bridal party and claimed that it was because you're not vaxxed. Were you, did you still go to the wedding? I did. So she still wanted me to come as a guest. Because and I love her dearly. Were, so was I the, went, was the bridal I got party vaccinated. in a glass box? <laughs> no, it was outside. Okay. Um, I just thought maybe I they did. were like bubble wrapped because... <laughs> it's weird that it wasn't... Because I've known weddings where it's everyone. It is vaccine sure. mandatory. It's weird that just that chunk of people had the... Well, that's why we're, we're smelling a little bullshit mm-hmm. around the... I think she was kind of expecting me not to go because it was, I'm on the East Coast, she's on West Coast, but I I love her. She She's my best friend. I was like, I'm going to be there for your special day no matter what. And if you're going to extend the invite as a guest, like, I'm going to come. Were there other <laughs> things going on in this friendship? Like, because it does, the way you tell it seems bizarre. Like, this was my friend, one of my best friends, she calls me a bullshit. And then, yes, the Vax... Uh, discussion is a hot topic that has brought families and close ones to to some very heated discussions. I get that, but it seems odd that this friend didn't even say, "Hey, listen, I want you there. Like, it's not personal, but like, I'm just deciding to have everyone vaxxed in my. So, can you please get vaxxed so that you can be in my wedding party?" That didn't happen. How how have you guys been since? Like, obviously, it's a different friendship. There's like an elephant no. in the room. Is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the elephant in the room. And I've reached out, um, I mean, several times after that incident to talk because I just felt like we just needed to continue to talk and understand each other. And, and I told her, I'm like, I'm going to get vaccinated regardless if you want me in the wedding or not. You know, it, to me, it wasn't like, I wasn't standing on that issue, you know, and plus I was going to be traveling. So then it just made more sense for me. And do you remember anything prior to this happening? Was there, was there another fight of some kind? No, I mean, we've never had um, a fight, even really a disagreement, but because we've always talked it out and had an understanding for one another. The only thing that I can think of is I did notice like over the last year, there was less frequent texting, like less engagement because we would FaceTime frequently. Um, And I just assumed like she's a frontline worker. So I'm like, maybe, you know, the pandemic is really wearing her down and it's just harder for her to like engage. And, but I did definitely kind of sense that there was not like she wanted to push me out of her life, but we are on opposite ends of the country. So it was kind of hard to stay friends, but I mean, we would go months and then FaceTime and it was like no time had passed at all. So, I mean, I um, have friends like that, though, where we'll go six months without talking, but then we'll talk like no time has passed just because we both get so busy. I mean, have you expressed that you, it seems like you're hurt by it, like you miss her yeah, and your friendship? I do. Have you communicated that to her? Yes. And when she brought up this oh, I'm like making this a requirement and it didn't it really seem like a question. Did you just say, okay, and like knew what that meant and you weren't in the party? Or did you counter her and say, no, like I will get vaccinated if that's what you need. Like I still want to be a part of your day. 
I told her at first I said that I needed to think about it. But then at the end of our conversation, I said, you know, I, I don't really have a problem. I, I don't have a problem or an issue. But she was like, you're still out. It's too late. It's like she already had her mind made up. Yeah, that's how it felt. And I checked in like after we had hung up the phone because things just felt like uneasy and uncertain. You're right. Yeah. So, I just so since in the and, wedding, you have reached out to her and said, I miss mm-hmm. our friendship? Yes. And what did she say? I mean, the first time, I think I included some of those texts. She sent the one that said, you know, you can always come stay with me, you and both kids. Did she, yes. she just randomly sent you that one day? Yeah. And this was after the wedding. But she, that was her message because that almost seemed like a response mm-hmm. to something. So you wrote, hi, it's nice to hear from you. I guess I'm a little confused because I haven't felt great about where you and I stand. Things have felt very uncertain between us. Do you feel the same way? I just wanted you to know that you have a safe place if you needed it. To me, you're still my best friend. It makes me sad that we haven't talked and I miss you a lot. And then three days later, she wrote, I miss you too. Three days later? Three days later. She yeah. couldn't hard today or something. Come on. Uh, Dan, and that's that, kind of how things were for a while. Like then, I would get yeah, a New Year's Day, you wrote thinking of you today, Happy New Year. And then the next day, she wrote Happy New Year, exclamation point. Same on the birthdays. <laughs> she wrote you Happy Birthday. You said thank you. Is this someone you want to fight for to keep in your life or someone that you cherish? Yeah. I mean, we have really, we've been through a lot together. She has been my number one supporter. She's pushed me out of my comfort zone. So I I miss that. Like I miss her encouragement because it's nice to have, you know, my partner does that for me, but it's so nice to have like that feminine energy. Yeah you know, who just like gets you and knows your struggle to have her support. So I miss her incredibly. Maybe just tell her that. Speak from your heart and just say how much you miss her. And what do you think, Nick? Do you I think she should mention anything of like, you know, I felt like things have been a little off since the bridal party. Well, thing. she I has. I mean, I would have loved to be you, a part of it. She's yeah. really put herself out there already. I mean, once again, she wrote, hi, on, on June 11th, she wrote, hi, memories on my phone are popping up from mine and and someone else's visit uh, a few years ago, thinking of you and missing you. She wrote back a day later, that was such a fun trip. I hope you guys are doing well. And then you wrote, again, I miss our friendship. Would you be interested in talking? And then a day later, she wrote, yeah, let's find some time this week to talk if you're around. And then you wrote, I'm available. You're, you're clearly like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you have to just really lay it out there. I think yeah. you should get on the phone for sure. Even a FaceTime would be ideal. Oh, I've called her so many times. She doesn't answer? <laughs> no. Oh, no. You no, call I've her left voice just, messages. You've called her several times and, and left voice messages? Mm-hmm. So I, now I'm just curious, why, like, why are you hanging on to this so much? I mean, I get that she's your friend from the past, and I understand that, but it seems like she's actively not wanting to participate in this friendship. Yeah, she's not really being a friend to you. You're right. And at the same time, I don't like the icky feeling I have about like where we've left things. Not that I'm really looking for closure, you know, because that's something that I can I can control is like getting past it on my own. But you can. I don't but know. 
I'm kind of contradicting myself. I feel like closure from friendships is something that's harder to get on your own from than relationships. Mm-hmm. Because I feel yeah, like with relationships, felt- there's something like, well, if you don't want to be with me, I'm not going to force you. Or not going to force not, it. Can't be, be one sided. But like a friendship. Mm-hmm. A relationship has the friendship element and the romantic side. And if the romantic side can get toxic, then someone doesn't want to, you know, like those feelings can change. And despite the friendship still maybe being solid, you can't be friends with your ex type of thing. But a friendship, like you have this history and so much you've been through, like I feel like it's harder to get closure on your own. So here's what I think you should do now that I have all the information and you tell me what you think. But I think you should try, if you can, to like get on the phone with her. She she seems open to it. Has there been any follow up since your last text? No. So that's what I need your help. Like, do I draft another text and try and schedule? Well, yeah. She a basically call? was just like, "Let's find this time this week." And you wrote, "I like that." And just, I think you should text her. Be like, uh, "How's this week looking for a catch up?" Okay. Mm-hmm. And just keep it short and simple. Yeah. Like, like just get something on yeah. the books You've, so you know when you call, she's answering. Yeah. Cause sometimes texting mm-hmm. too comes off differently than when you actually speak to someone on the phone. So I feel like there's so much you guys probably need to talk about, but it needs to be on the phone. And you said she's a frontline worker. So she's her probably schedule with work might be a little insane. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, all, yeah. half the times you're calling and reaching out, it's not like she's looking at the phone and saying it's a voicemail. She yeah. might, like, not be on her phone. And then it's just not a priority to get it back to you. She could be feeling right. awkward about it as well. And maybe has kind of, maybe she, maybe she's given up on the friendship. It certainly sounds like that. Like, she live in a different part of the country. She got married. She's got these new beginnings. It's easy, I think, in someone in her position to kind of, let the past go and you you don't want to and that's okay. If you get on the phone with her, I would be just as open to getting closure as you are as saving the friendship. I think you want to go in with that mindset because if you go in just to save the friendship, you might not get the closure you, you need because if she ultimately doesn't want to invest in this friendship, you know, like I think because if you focus on getting in closure too, you can find out what might be the real reason because it doesn't sound like even the vax is the real reason. And even if it was, you have since been vaxxed. You've tried out reaching multiple times. She seems not that interested. And maybe you get to the point where you just say, listen, it's totally okay if, if maybe you had a different part in your life. But like, can I just ask like what, from your point of view, like, why isn't this friendship a priority anymore? Yeah, because you keep saying, I miss this friendship, I miss this friendship, and she says things like, I miss too. You're not really getting any answers. Does she like your partner? Because yeah. she um, did invite I mean, them to stay with her. Good question. Yeah, <laughs> That I, could be it. I mean, that could be it. That could be. I mean, he he asked when we were at the wedding, is like, is it me? Because like, she didn't want to hug me or acknowledge me. Really? I'm like, well, I don't, yeah, but I think it's like, he hasn't done anything to my knowledge that would, that would like withstand. Because oh, didn't she like specifically in, in let you and the kids come stay with her? Yeah, that's true. I didn't even realize that that was like so specific. Because it doesn't like it, what you're telling doesn't, none of it doesn't all add up. Right. Because that's the thing. If it was the COVID vaccine, like I've watched that kind of be a conflict with people. They're not hugging each other at that point. They're like, come, but let's hang out outside or keep a distance. Like if that was really the reason, I don't think she would have been dancing and hugging with you all night. Yeah, well, there's that too. You're at the wedding. Even if people are arguing with the vax, eventually like they like 
it, it gets people in fights, but in most cases, it hasn't like stopped people from mm-hmm. being friends. Like you might have a heated discussion, and then later on, you you know whatever. And also, you've been vaxxed, so that's like a non-starter. That sounds like an yeah. excuse. Yeah, and then she randomly texts you, "Hey, if you need a safe space to stay, does she yeah. think something's like, what is she, going on? That's yeah, what not? does she think that's going on with like Your she partner? has? It sounds like she has an impression of you or your relationship that may or may not be accurate. I think because her and I's views like align with every everything going on like politically and otherwise. So I think when I wasn't vaccinated, I think she thought it was my partner's influence. That's the only thing that I could think of, but it, I mean it wasn't. Like I I make my own decisions about my health choices. So but that's the inkling that I get, like that she thinks that because he has different views on things, that it was him being like, "Oh, so Don't do wait, it. you know that she knows that your your partner has different political ide- ideologies than you and her do." That's got to yes. be it. Yeah, that's what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. I think we that, cracked that the case. That was kind of my <laughs> under underlying thought, but I mean, to me, it's like it it has nothing to do with she and I, like. You know, like what he thinks. Well, sadly, and what in this day and age, people are are draw, drawing harder lines, and it's unfortunate. I don't necessarily agree with it, but there are people who are just who are, are who are doing that. So that is a choice that she is making, and that you have to, in a way, hold her accountable. That is not being a friend. Like, fine, if yeah. she wants to set a boundary for herself, it's just like I'm literally only going to associate with people who have the same beliefs as I have, and. And she feels like that's what she needs to do to protect herself and her beliefs. I guess, like that's fine. Like it's not the life for me, but that is a choice that she is making. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think you should keep begging. And at the same part, yeah. it's, like if that is what the, that text is about, that's also kind of disrespectful to you and him and the relationship. I mean, now she is assuming that you might not be safe because he has different beliefs than I, you. I, mean, that's I a think nuts. you might need to cut that friendship off as yeah. hard as it sounds, but it just sounds like it's one-sided and you deserve better as a friend. Well, and that's the thing too. Like I know you keep saying like you miss the friendship. I think you're missing what sounds like a really the good times, but it's been almost a year of you continuing to reach out and try and save this and you're not getting the effort from her. So at this point, you know you've done all you can do, but you're not going to necessarily miss feeling the way you're feeling right now. You're not going to miss why you called yeah. in you're thinking back to like the really good times if we're right then she's pretty hardcore and if she's hard <laughs> especially if she's she one hardcore? to call you out you said she's yeah she's pretty hardcore yeah she has that yeah. personality we're, we're really getting to the bottom of this yeah i i think if you do talk to her i think you should be less wor- like i think you kind of go about it with like nothing to lose and I think mm-hmm. if you do talk to her, you become a little bit more assertive and with expectations of getting out information because it seems like up to this point, she's kind of been the power player and you've been a little bit more like submissive and demure and, and hope and trying to avoid upsetting her for fear of pushing her further away. And I think if you get yeah. on the phone with her, I don't think you should like be rude or anything, but I think you'd just be more direct and about like the answers that you want to get rather than worrying about saving the friendship. And if the friendship means anything to her, I think you being respectful and direct will get her to come around. But like this whole like, I miss you, please like me and be my friend clearly hasn't worked. 
and she's it's not like so i think and you've already mourned the friendship yeah so whether you're kind of like at this point if you lose her or not like you're gonna be okay and also like you can't be friends with someone who's not gonna at least respect you and your choices and they don't have to agree with everything you do but this friend we assume in this you know we might be wrong we assume that they are making like judgments about you without all the information you know like Mm -hmm. she's assuming that your partner while maybe different beliefs that you have is like somehow brainwash you and you were incapable of making your own choices you know which is that's like think more of me friend I wouldn't fight anymore. If she check in one more time, hey, what's good for you this week to check in? And if she doesn't, then mm-hmm. I think you Just mourn the die. loss, like you said, and and, and move on. But um, friends can come and go and they can have, like not, not all friends are meant to be lifelong friends. And you can yeah. still value the friendship that you had with her and it could have outgrown itself. And she could definitely be someone who like, is not good to have in your life right now. I needed to hear all of that. <laughs> all right, well. Nick, you're good. Hopefully it helps. Yeah. I need to start listening to your podcast. I'm going to call you with some questions. <laughs> I'm here for you. Uh, so try that. Try that. Okay. Okay. Hey, just checking in. When works best for you this week to chat? Should we give it, give it a minute? Maybe she'll write back. We did you send it? I did. I okay, sent great. it. Well, thank you guys. Right. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Best Good of luck. luck. Thank you. All I'll right. let you know how it goes. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, Audrina. <laughs> thanks for coming. This was fun, you guys. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, please let my audience know where they can follow you, uh, where they can buy your book. Uh, well, you can win your podcast when it comes out. Yeah. So my book, Choices to the Hills and Back Again, um, that comes out July 26th, but you can go can you on my- pre-order now? You can pre-order now. You can go to my Instagram, Audrina Patridge. There's a link or it's Amazon, Target. It'll be at Barnes & Noble. Like wherever you can buy a book, it's going to be. Um, and then as far as the podcast, was it real to the- I get these two confused. Was it real? The Hills Rewatch. <laughs> so the Hills and back again. Yes, that's the other one. <laughs> The podcast airs July 12th, and that's with Frankie and Brody. And Give us a percentage. The Hills was 60% real. It's so hard 73%. to say. I can't. Because a lot of it was real in the emotion, but then it was very guided and improv acting and like manipulated and editing. and I mean, Real-ish. Real-ish. That's my answer. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so Thanks much. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at castme.com. Cast with a K. Next week, slightly different week, holidays. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You won't want to miss it. Bye. Wait, this is probably one of the best podcasts I've done. <gasps> oh, yes. <Yay>. Awesome. <laughs>